In a world where best laid plans go astray, there are two separate but equally important groups. Those who create history with their stupidity and the shit show podcast that covers them. These are their stories. Hello and welcome to Shit Show for episode one. Yes. <laughs> yeah, Rig, we're back in the studio. Me, me, me. <laughs> you, some of you asked for it and uh, we're trying to deliver it. We are. We are. So, so hard. <laughs> we are back in, uh, in the studio with a new show called Shit Show. Mm. We're uh, due to our mutual love that Rig and I have uh, for when man-made plans go very, very wrong, uh, the yep. wheels come off despite best intentions. Absolutely. We've decided to bring you the best examples in history and current affairs of when that happens. Absolutely, and it's uh, it's an absolute ripper. We're gonna we're gonna jump into a to a few segments today. The first of which uh, being the train wreck trophy. So the the idea behind this segment is we uh, one of us is going to jump straight in uh, to Google News and uh, and search the term train wreck. You'd be surprised how many things come up. Uh, <laughs> And what uh, that person's going to do is he's going to take the, the best three of that week and then uh, and kind of give the lowdown to the other person who will be listening for the very first time and uh, they will award their favourite, the Trainwreck Trophy, for that week. Absolutely. So uh, let's dive right in. Trainwreck. 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 So first off the, uh, off the bat, yep. we, have, uh, we have Bill O'Reilly from the O'Reilly Factor. Yes, I know this guy. I hate this guy. Oh, he, uh, he's done some really horrible stuff in the past. Yeah, but uh, but it looks like uh, past indiscre- indiscretions are starting to catch up with him. Uh, he It has been leaked that uh, he settled uh, five uh, sexual harassment uh, or assault uh, cases outside of court for a total of $13 million. Oh, my God. Uh, it's, it, including, uh, including one individual case that went for nine. Oh wow! And uh, how pissed would you be if you were like the four other women? <laughs> you'd be like, uh, you'd be you like, Becky got nine million. She bucks? got nine. Oh my god, <laughs> Becky got nine. So, uh, so yeah, without uh, without sort of going going into whether he uh, whether he is or is not uh, is not guilty. That's not for us to say. Uh, he's super guilty, <laughs> uh, but uh, he paid women off, uh, and no one can say. If he was guilty or not, is well, that I, I th- his his defense is uh, no charges were laid, and it's like okay, mate. Well, that's kind of like you you had enough money to throw at it to make the problem go away, which is exactly the problem with the modern judicial system. Isn't that like if you're running a restaurant and someone says that you know they had a cockroach in their food? Yes, and and you're just sort of like, well, I never saw the cockroach. Uh, you say uh, that there was one in there. It's my word against yours. Henceforth, we're going to continue operating cockroaches or not. Yeah, correct. Uh, But also that example also kind of uh, screws us over because that's, I didn't actually see any of these cases. So uh, he, he is the cockroach in both situations. Ergo Bill O'Reilly is a cockroach. (laughs) Yeah. I'm glad we got to that. Perfect. It's like long division. Segway's nailed. Yeah, you've got to carry the one. Uh, mm. Anyway, so the point at which I was like, this this actually is a train wreck, and that's why it's been classified uh, by the news, was yep. uh, not so much because of what he did, because mm-hmm. that's uh, a bit ambiguous. Obviously, seems very guilty. Like, super, super fucking guilty. Uh, but <laughs> at, at seems, seems guilty. Uh, but... The point at which you know he's guilty is when uh, President Donald Trump comes out and gives him a ringing character endorsement. 
like, oh. okay, this is now officially a train wreck. Yikes. So that's the first one. Uh, it's uh, Bill O'Reilly. Uh, the second one is a, a guy who's just been um, done and is facing jail time. He's a firefighter examiner in Arizona. And for no apparent reason... He passed. He falsified exam results to pass twenty eight hundred firefighters through the firefighter exam that wow. should not have passed. Wow. And I'm like, I don't. I, it, there's no reason. What's, what's the benefit there? Zero. He's literally just like the Robin Hood of shit <laughs> firefighters. <laughs> so I was about to say firefighter examiner. Like he examines. The firefighters. He's, no, he's a fire it's examiner. The, the old turn your head and cough thing, or yeah. it, he, he, he's in tip-top shape. Johnson, you're next. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not it. No, it, it's a written exam that you got to pass right. to be a firefighter. Which right, I can right, see. Right, right. I can see why they're pissed off about that because yeah. uh, having having subpar uh, guys sort of like uh, hosing each other down rather than dealing with the flames or uh, using uh, the old. Only chemical uh, uh, <laughs> fire it, extinguisher on water. You can't be doing that. How are you failing these exams? It's like, there is a building on fire. What do you do? A, fight it with water. B, go in <laughs> Rambo style and try Eat to it. save everyone. C, throw kittens at it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I. They go out in the real world. I picked C! And he's just furiously throwing small cats at a fire. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, some of the fire extinguishers do shoot cats. Uh, but, <laughs> but that's a Western Sydney thing. Um, the, the funny thing is that without wanting to diminish any of the, uh, of the, uh, brave and noble firefighters that do uh, support our show and we thank you for your service, Mm -hmm. uh, I think that there is an element to all of these tests, uh, that involves, um, a bit of latitude. Like it's one of those things where if you're physically up to the task and you're able to follow, uh, the basic procedures of, of firefighting, it's it's not, it's not brain surgery. Like it, it, it is, it's a pretty... A, a pretty tactile, very courageous. It's a, it's a, it's a very adrenaline-based uh, occupation. occupation, isn't it? Sure, uh, but at no point has a fire gone. I'll tell you what, I'll put myself out if you can do this maths. It's like <laughs> just, it's just not a thing. It's like the the riddle me these questions three. <laughs> so so yeah, so that's a train wreck because I don't understand why. <laughs> <laughs> at all like what like that. what what was going on in that dude's just head no benefit or was he, there a shortage or is it is that why or is he is he the chairman of the union and they were lacking uh stability and they does he have he, heaps of friends and it's like large-scale nepotism yeah he, no he's uh he's shorted the fire stocks and he needs them to go out as fast <laughs> as possible um Okay, so the final one, and uh, and this is a very short-priced favourite uh, to to probably be your pick, um, is uh, Jack Ryan. So he was the Republican opponent uh, opponent of Barack Obama in the '04 um, okay. Senate race. Okay, yep, uh, for Illinois. Um, but he's also the ex-husband of Bring the uh, Illinois. Go yeah. on. She's the ex-husband of actress Jerry Ryan, who was on um, yes, yeah, uh, Star she's Trek on Star Trek Voyager. No, she's on Boston Public. Oh, nice. Yes. Okay, so basically they uh, they had a pretty acrimonious split. Right. Um, and during the race, uh, numerous media outlets were like, we need these divorce records unsealed. Uh, and so eventually that was uh, that was successful because that's part of the uh, – that's became part of public domain as he yeah. was a, he Oh, because run- the, the statute's run out, has it? Yeah, absolutely. Right. So what happens is that they unseal the divorce uh, documents um, and find out that <laughs> Jack Ryan 
on multiple, multiple occasions, uh, would tell his wife that they were going on a romantic getaway only to surprise her that the actual destination was a sex club. Oh, my God. <laughs> so he would get her all amped up oh for a romantic no. weekend away. Then they'd get, get in the car. So she's in, she's in like a sundress and like going for the most innocent. She's got the wicker basket. Yeah. She's, she's, and it's a full-blown sex club with gimp masks. She's ready for a picnic and he takes, <laughs> he takes her to a sausage fest. Um, <laughs> so pressured by her husband, Jerry Ryan said she was taken to nightclubs where mattresses were laid out and she was asked to have sex with Jack Ryan in front of a number of patrons. Wow. Some of the establishments were said to have had cages and whips hanging from the ceiling. I'm wow. like, okay, well, it's it's not like he can he can pass that off and go, oh, no, this is the hotel. It looks different in the pictures. <laughs> <laughs> we should have taken that left turn at Albuquerque. <laughs> I uh, don't know what's happened, but I guess we better do what they say. All right, honey, get your pants off. <laughs> anyway, so that is the three. You've got uh, Bill O'Reilly of the O'Reilly Factor, uh, the firefighter examiner who was the uh, misguided Robin Hood for 2800 firefighters, yep. or uh, Jack Colin uh, Sex Club Ryan. All right, I, I do really hate Bill O'Reilly. Uh, he is he is a wart on society's ass. Um, I can re- I can see him I can see him wiggling out of this though. That's the problem. Long term train wreck. I can see him wiggling out of it. Uh, I know you said it was short price favorite, but I can't overlook Jack Ryan. Uh, just just <laughs> just the stupidity of like trying to trick your significant other by taking him for a romantic getaway, and it's a hardcore sex club. Dudes have got like apples in their mouths, yeah, and like hanging from cages and stuff like that. Oh man, give that man the ten thousand dollars. That is so good. It's, it's absolutely, and I knew that you'd appreciate it because uh, you're a man who uh, who loves surprising his uh, his significant other, and yes. uh, and it never goes badly, does it, Rig? Ever? No comment. Okay. So, but it's it, hey, it wasn't a sex club. No, right? no, no, no. You didn't take Liv to a sex club. You just promised her a dog that didn't exist. Yep. And we'll come to that on a different episode. <laughs> Deserves that, its own train wreck that was segment. A train wreck. Yeah. Um, all right. So uh, onwards, we move to a segment that I was not so sure about, and I'm still not so sure about. <laughs> uh, because why? Because it was. I said it, it was too low to even be considered lowbrow. Oh, uh, it's look. I do. I think it's a. I think it's a bit blue um, for our uh, uh, for our listeners. But at the same time, every single person. Uh, that has provided feedback on the show has gone, oh, booze of the news. What a great segment. So maybe yeah. maybe it's just a me thing. Yeah. So in the spirit of uh, of diving in head first and asking no questions about the depth of the pool, uh, <laughs> I present to you uh, this week's booze in the news. Uh, I'm taking you to Phoenix, Arizona. Where this is my second trip to Arizona this episode already. <laughs> yep. Okay, where dream what dreams may come, Mm-mm. Arizona. So this is uh, this is May last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, a reporter for uh, uh, for KPHO has been arrested um, uh, in in May of 2016 uh, for uh, reporting on a story. Uh, he was uh, he was in someone's front lawn. He uh, he just interviewed uh, a lady who lived in uh, in the house. Yep. Um, and then uh, he felt sick, so instead of uh, finding a suitable place or knocking on the door, he just dropped his pants and he took <laughs> he took a shit on their front lawn. <laughs> front- I know, I know, you think this is too low brow, but oh my god, that's where the laughs at. 
and I know that someone was employed to write that piece about this guy. <laughs> the official police report said he walked across the street to approach the side of the front yard, squat while leaning against the wall of the residence to disguise himself and proceeded to defecate in the yard. How do you disguise a stealth shit in I, broad daylight? I don't I don't know, but this the, the scenario that he was he was leaning against the wall and he slowly slid down to a squatting position so that it's just a, it's an incognito lawn dump. Uh, oh my god. He's absolutely fantastic. That's amazing. What happened afterwards? And we're just like <laughs> <laughs> I'm Ted Smith. Back to you in the studio, Joanne. Uh, he was arrested and charged with a misdemeanor. Was he actually? Yeah, he was arrested. <laughs> That's the best. Um, because uh, the <laughs> the woman whose whose yard yard he just been in, uh, <laughs> just been speaking to her, <laughs> called in the complaint <laughs> and made sure to say to the police that if he'd asked her to use the bathroom, she totally would have let him. Like, because <laughs> she's a normal human being. She's just bewildered at how this happened. <laughs> What was the story about? Was it one where he like wasn't comfortable with going into a house? It's like our special on hoarders uh, has has been done. She doesn't. She can't reach anything. She's got nineteen cats, and he's just like he literally thought the lawn was a better idea than going into a house. Like, do we know what the story was about? Uh, no. So all it uh, all it says on the on the KPHO website. So his his employer uh, or former employer. It says Jonathan Lowe, a former KPHO reporter. Nice. And this is the same day that he was arrested. So he yeah. was immediately former. Yeah. <laughs> That's so good. They wasted no time in distancing themselves. <laughs> um, he was covering a... It, it just says he was covering a story, but they've also printed the full police report. Like That's awesome. What, like a scanned report? Yeah, there's a scan... I, I'm looking at it right now. It is a, it is a scanned report. Uh, yeah. Jesus. Anyway, so uh, so that's this week's uh, Who's in the News? Oh, very well done. Which brings me to our new segment. Yes, I'm excited for this. I've been talking it up, uh, but without telling you anything about it, which, which is, is very the best way. Very difficult to do. So I'd like to present to you, Rig. You! I want to take you to a one-star! I want to take you to a one-star. I want to take you to a one-star, one-star reservoir. Yes, that's right. It is one-star reservoir. Ah, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I've made the pun work. I've just ham-fisted it in oh, there. Oh, I love it. Yeah, okay. So tell me tell me what one-star reservoir is uh, so our, our listeners can, can get a glimpse. Great. So uh, each week we're going to be uh, plumbing the depths of, uh, of one-star reviews. Yes. Uh, be they TripAdvisor, Yelp. Uh, Expedia. Yeah. Whatever. Dommy Zamato. It's not Dommy. That 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 is street slang for a condom. I think you mean Dimmy. Nope. We're gonna Dommy. 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 The, oh, the condom the, review side. Yeah, the condom review side. <laughs> Jurex one star broke during broke intercourse. Now have three kids. Yeah. Um, okay. So uh, so maybe maybe we'll review. We'll we'll consider Dimmy as well. Okay. Both Dommy and Dimmy. Okay. Um. All right. So what I'm going to do is uh, I am going to from here. Mm. Uh, I'm going to read out three reviews. Okay. Um, and you you have to tell me what part of the world uh, you think each of these uh, these reviews uh, is from. Okay. And what you think they're for. Okay. All right. Okay. So here's here's the here's the first review. Yeah. Titled: I didn't expect the cheese and onion pasties. <laughs> <laughs> 
Hotel. <laughs> sub, su- subtitle. Bloodstains, pasties, and oh. Michael Barrymore. Oh, what? Mm. Hmm. I was in Wolverhampton for a gig and really only wanted somewhere to put my head down, but I didn't expect to find cheese and onion pasties and a chocolate eclair left in the chest of drawers from this previous <laughs> occupant of the room. <laughs> when I tried to complain, the man just said, Did you know Michael Barrymore is in town? <laughs> <laughs> Bizarre, bizarre doesn't describe it. The duvet covers had <laughs> had fag burns in them, and the room that my friend stayed in had bloodstains on the carpet and wall. Oh, my God. <laughs> Communal shower and toilets. Only sinks in the room. Basically, a DOS house. Avoid. Although the location is good and central, you do have to put up with the gangs of hoodies hanging around outside the spa opposite. Oh, my God. Okay. Well, I'm going to take a, a wild guess and say that's in Wolverhampton <laughs> uh, in England. Uh, uh, yeah, it does, uh, does sound like a, like a hotel, uh, but wow. What I'm wondering is how they knew it was a cheese and onion pasty. Yeah, uh, think... if, if it had decayed uh, in, in said, uh, said chest of drawers... Would you not be like? I mean, did did they just have a a very keen nose, and they were just like, that's ch- cheese and maybe onion as possible three no four days old I, uh, from the local bakery, se- not seven eight hundred meters <laughs> down the road. Like, is is like how do they determine that? Well, I mean, how do you uh, how do you blind test wine? I mean, obviously he's the, he's a pasty kind of guy. Um, it, I mean, he had a much easier uh, time than his friends who were like, hmm, mm, this blood. Um, <laughs> is what is is this is this blood? Let me. Mm. Yeah, that's mm, blood. That's blood. Yeah, no. Not, what about that not, stuff not on Kool-Aid. the wall? <laughs> <laughs> also, mm, also blood. Yeah, damn. From the same person. Mm. Um, I really want some raspberry Kool Aid. <laughs> okay, so the second one is just entitled, and this all just ties in so delightfully. Yeah, it's entitled "Poo in the Kettle." Yes. <laughs> <laughs> With the subtitle. <laughs> With- <laughs> With the subtitle, there was poo in the kettle. <laughs> that is the name of my first song uh, from my upcoming band. Poo in the kettle. Uh, it's poo it. in the kettle in the silver spoon. <laughs> I, I reckon this is the Braithwaite album we were trying to think of in the drive to Melbourne. All right. So, uh, so the review goes something like, do not stay in this absolute dump of a hotel. <laughs> And I use the term hotel very loosely. I thought they were going to say, I date the term dump. I date, I date the term dump seriously. Yeah. I cannot convey strongly enough how disgusting this place is. Bloodstained headboards. <laughs> What's with all the blood? Bloodstained headboards that have clearly been up since the World War. <laughs> One or two. <laughs> In brackets, the first one. <laughs> close brackets. Rude staff. <laughs> windows that won't close. No hot water. Broken furniture. Dirty utensils. Broken light fixing. <laughs> and actual poo in the kettle. <laughs> Pretty sure I'm going to end up with some sort of rash slash disease <laughs> due to sanitation conditions similar to those of a homeless crackhead. <laughs> 
in, in summary, this place is a complete hole. <laughs> oh. But it's one star for everything, apart from location, which is three stars. I'm like, <laughs> all right, well, he's done this properly. Oh. Okay. Okay, so... Uh, <laughs> Given their command of the English language, uh, uh, I'm going to go for the UK again. You are correct. Yes. Uh, I did that purely based on bloodstains. Oh, (laughs) mate, this this was in Scotland. (laughs) Bloodstains on the headboard. headboard. Why? I agree with you. It's a a dual (laughs) culpability here. There is a huge issue with whoever's going around to these hotels and then just murdering or carrying vials of blood just to oh, throw just, at the headboards. Just really aggressive sex. <laughs> uh, but how bad a publican are you if you're like, oh god, you know what? I'm just I just don't feel like it today. <laughs> leave that leave that blood from 1914 there. <laughs> Do you know there's blood all over your headboard? <laughs> well, have you heard Michael Barrymore's in town? <laughs> Uh, Lionel Richie's on at the local pub. Uh, yeah, wow. So I'm going to say it's that, and it's it's just a hotel of some some regard. What is it? It's uh, a it it is it is indeed a hotel. Yeah. Okay. So the uh, so the the uh, the third and final. Uh, I love of, how angry people can get. It's so funny. Of one one star reservoir. Um, <laughs> this one I feel is uh, is more on uh, the reviewer. Yeah. Um. Than than anybody else, and I want to start this by saying that they gave this five for location, two for cleanliness, and one for everything else. Okay. Titled "Haunted." <laughs> <laughs> yes. This whole thing is one sentence. There is no full stops <laughs> or punctuation. Okay. Stay out of it. It's haunted. I saw the ghost in my room over my four-year-old boy. I screamed and ran out of my room. We collected our things and checked out in the middle of the night. The rude man in the front desk wanted to charge us for a day while we only stayed six hours after checking out. My sister told me she heard water flushing in the toilet and my nanny saw the TV channel switching by itself while my kids watched Tom and Jerdy, but they didn't think that it really haunted. Our room was 303. That is just the greatest. Oh, my God. Do you know how irate you'd have to... Because <laughs> English is clearly a struggle for this person, uh, and they have just gone... Do you know how hard it would be to, to peel me away as a kid from episodes of Tom and Jerdy? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, wow. Okay, so where, whereabouts is this? Obviously, you're, uh, you're going uh, to ping that it's a Haunted, hotel. haunted. So it's got to be somewhere with, with a bevy of, of old... Old places, so oh, I'm gonna have to stay in the UK. Bum bow. Damn, is it Europe? Unfortunately, this very review came from nowhere other than Penrith, New South Wales. No way. <laughs> and Western Sydney on the map. Oh yes, Western subs. Oh, that's the best. Oh wow. Anyway, so that is uh, that is the end of uh, of one star How review good. reservoir. One star reservoir. Can't even name my own segment. <laughs> um, which uh, which brings us to uh, to the main event. Yeah. To, to you, big dog. It does. Um, so this week uh, we are going to my my in depth my shit show spotlight. 
uh, my shit show story time uh, is going to be uh, from the world of, of toys. But even that, even that is going to be uh, quite ambivalent as we go on. Okay. It's a, like actual toys. Yeah. If I were to say this word to you, <laughs> what, <laughs> which I will do. If I would or a cracker. <laughs> what are you fucking talking about? Um, <laughs> speak English. If men were women <laughs> and we wore hats on our feet. No. So <clears throat> if I if I were to say the word jarts to you, Ooh. what would you think they are? I would imagine that as a character in a Tom and Jody cartoon. <laughs> <laughs> Very good guess, but no. Okay. Uh, uh, is it a form of pant? No, but I also thought it was when you take a fart in jorts oh or, sh- or jean shorts. Uh, but I was also wrong. Okay. Jarts. What are jarts? Jarts are short for javelin darts. Oh, what? Uh, also known as lawn, lawn darts. darts. Those things look insane. They're, they are insane. Uh, it's so insane that someone had the idea back in the 50s or 60s, they couldn't make up their mind. Uh, well, the internet couldn't make up their mind. Uh Someone in the 50s or 60s was there with their pipe and going, nah, how do we make the next big thing? And then they just, I'm sorry why it always goes that voice. But they go, nah, it's, it, it, there's a new toy. It's got to take the America past on. Um, it's them, like, them crazy crowds be coming in with these, <laughs> these big mega darts. Okay, I really love these, uh, these pub darts that we have here when we're drinking. Uh, how about we do this on the lawn? And that seems Take to be... Take back to the old homestead. That seems to be uh, the genesis for this toy. God, I can't do accents. Uh, no, no, we can't. Uh, but uh, basically, they're just enlarged darts. Uh, they're about a foot long, so 30 centimetres. Yep. Uh, unless you work at Subway in 25 yep. centimetres. Okay. Um, and it's, it's pretty much fashioned like a, like a pub dart. Would be, uh, except it's not as sharp because it's obviously obviously larger. Um, but um, it's it's weighted. It's weighted so the the objective of the game, if if you and I were to play, uh, would be you and I ten to eleven meters apart. We'd have a hula hoop or plastic ring in uh, front uh, of us. Uh, hold on, uh, what do you mean apart? So apart. A so we're we're literally in a straight line. If we were apart by ten to eleven meters, I know, like side you, by you, side. You, you got super abandonment issues on me with that with that sort of comment and tone. <laughs> what, do, what do you mean apart? Uh, it's okay, Gus. I'm still here. Uh, no, no, no. I, like side by side. No, no, no. I mean, like you and I directly in front of one another, as if like a, a line. So I'm facing you, ten to eleven meters apart. Okay. So you're ten meters so, away from me, but we're facing each other. No, I completely understand what you mean. Yeah. My question is why. Because these are why? Darts. Because th- because this is the way that apparently things happen. People are like, man, how can we? <laughs> oh, God, how can we? we can't. Do- okay, we can't. So <laughs> it's the one okay, voice. I'm going gonna- to scrap it. But basically, what's going to happen, uh, or what did used to happen uh, in a game of jarts, is you and I would be facing each other, ten to eleven meters apart. There would be a plastic ring or a hula hoop in front of us uh, on on the ground, yeah, uh, in front of our feet. Uh, we'd then take turns with our darts to throw them up in the air, and then they'd come down with a satisfying funk, uh, where they would get lodged into the dirt and the objective would be to land your darts into your opponent's plastic ring. Oh, okay. That did not sound as dirty as it did in my mind, <laughs> uh, but that's what I'm going with. So this explains a lot as to why occasionally baby boomers uh, and uh, and like uh, war babies uh, say, oh, the kids just don't know how good they've got it. Yeah, because you guys were playing with basically... With weapons. You were just throwing knives at each other. Exactly. That, that, was, that was your... It's like uh, a flying mega knife. Yeah. 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 
Fly Mega Dive. Ah. Yeah, get it down at your local Target. Four ninety nine. Um, so that's so expensive in nineteen sixty. That's that's like eight years' salary. It's it. <laughs> it's three months' mortgage. Uh, so. What happens is uh, jarts are actually wildly popular, but they never hit their zenith until the 1980s. Great use of the uh, word zenith. Thank you. Uh, the 1980s uh, proves to be a real boom time for mm. jarts. Oh, it was a huge it, time for jarts. It's um, it, it's the uh, it's the jart dream time. It is, uh, and everything uh, seemingly is going swimmingly uh, until 1987. Uh, there's a guy. Uh, his name is David Snow. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, he goes to his local store uh, and he says, look, I really need a volleyball set. The only volleyball set he can find is in like a combo pack, which, as was the style at the time, uh, you'd go in and you'd, you'd try to find something. They were like, no, you better get a fucking combo of that stuff. <laughs> uh, so he goes in for a volleyball set and it came with a combination of like, it came with jarts and it came with, I don't know, badminton. Uh, but basically, that was the deal. Okay. Um, and so he went in and only for the purposes of getting volleyball. So he gets the volleyball out and he's like, great, don't need this crap anymore. So he throws in the shed. All is well until a couple of Sunday, uh, Sunday afternoons later, his nine-year-old son uh, and his friends make their way into the shed. Yeah. Uh, they go in, they find the jar. They're like, amazing, flying mega knife. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so they go outside uh, with their friends and they just start lobbing them around like crazy nine-year-old boys do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, uh, uh, just, just tossing darts. Exactly. And... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, just tossing darts, bruh. Uh, <laughs> Backshed. Yeah, come big, check out my dad's yeah, darts. Yeah, piggy, come check out the darts. Right, yeah, so. They then wrote a one-star review of a motel in Penrith. <laughs> <laughs> Country Target in Penrith, one star. I was trying to toss me darts. <laughs> and Got they busted, chucked me out, out. Only having him in a combo pack. Yeah, right. Uh, so, anyway, so... Uh, the, David Snow's son, he's he's lobbing uh, these darts around with his friends. Um, gets a bit full on, uh, ends up launching one pretty high, uh, and he he launches it over the fence uh, where uh, David Snow's daughter, uh, seven year old daughter Michelle, is playing with her dolls. So his sister. So his sister. Yep. Yeah. Uh, it comes down, and now I told you that these were weighted at the end. Yeah. Uh, they weren't especially sharp. They weren't like actual pub darts, but they were still weighted and physics. You know. What goes up must come down. Sure. Gravity is going to impact. It's going to put a lot of pressure on, you know, uh, the, the projectile once it hits. Oh, it's, it's going to be a lot of pressure. To be fair, it's like being hit uh, with a uh, with the tip of a flying stiletto. Yeah. It's, like, well, that's, 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 that's pretty much what it was like. Uh, unfortunately, what happened uh, was that this, this dart came down uh, oh, no. with, yeah, the figures say uh, 23,000 pounds of pressure. Please let this uh, hit anything but her. It penetrated her skull. Oh, come on! Uh, so it is literally a, a what are the odds sort of moment. Oh. Uh, and so it hits her and she dies three days later. Um, David Snow, the father, he is absolutely ripped apart, as you would be. Yeah. Uh, and so he Not takes as much as his daughter, but like not, he was destroyed. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so anyway, he, very poor taste. He, go, he goes... He goes to lobby the uh, the Consumer Product Safety Commission, yep. uh, who are the kind of governing body around those sorts of things. Uh, now, this thing used to be marketed as a toy, right? And they'd had complaints years earlier when people were getting injured, kids mostly. Uh, and, and the guys were just like, look, this sucks. You can't be marketing these as toys. People are getting hurt. And they said, fair enough. Let's move to the sporting goods section. Oh, uh, so that was the way to do it. A solution. It obviously has not done anything because when David Snow lobbies this commission... 
they do an investigation. Uh, and so what they do is they separate lawn dart injuries from all dart-related injuries. Why are they different? <laughs> uh, why They would have been high anyway, but they found that most dart injuries have been lost, uh, lost in their figures. Uh, but when they do finally find them, apparently, from the years 1978 to 1987, it's a period of eight years, Lawn Darts had sent 6,100 people to the emergency room. It's not surprising. That's extremely unsurprising. 81% of those cases involved children 15 or younger. Okay. And half of those were 10 or younger. And the majority of the injuries were to the head, face, eyes and ears. Oh, it, Many had led to permanent injury or disability. So this has all happened. Uh, the commission gathers up lawn darts from all these manufacturers, finds out they're not complying to regulations. Uh, everyone's absolutely taking the piss. Uh, Snow goes to Washington. <laughs> Mr. Snow goes to Washington. Uh, it, it happens. He goes in there and he's whole thing just got very Hunger Games. It's, he literally snowballs. Yeah. It's an avalanche of mega knives. And wh- while he's lobbying, uh, there's literally, it could not have been timed any better, and I know that's going to sound horrible in the context of what I'm about to say, but an 11-year-old girl in Tennessee uh, goes into a coma after a lawn dart injury that very <laughs> week he's lobbying. <laughs> Uh, the best was that he uh, he actually was able to do that over the phone. He just uh, <laughs> just, just ordered the hit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, They're but not buying it. <laughs> Get rid of the girl. <laughs> the eagle has landed. Um, so the commission votes two one uh, in in, in favour of a ban. So the whole thing happens, and in a big blow for manufacturers, uh, the the ban happens one week before Christmas in oh, 1988. Well, that's what you're going to get when you're selling uh, weapons. Flying mega knives. Fly, fly mega knife coming this Christmas. <laughs> Actually cancelled. Uh, so that's happened. And then a year later in 1989, uh, Canada bans it as well. AKA, good on the good on the Canadians. AKA for, for, America Junior. They've yeah, done just well for coming to the party a little bit late because they weren't totally convinced. Uh, that the flying mega knives uh, were dangerous. They only then, had they only had twenty eight hundred injuries. Yeah, and uh, and so they waited another Christmas. Uh, th- so these things were basically like um, the the hoverboards. Yep. Uh, of uh, of their generation, but a million times worse. So because bad. all the hoverboards did was just set themselves on fire under the Christmas tree. These things were just flying mega knives. They were just flying mega knives. <laughs> Christmas, 1988. Uh, so what has happened is, uh, even to this day, they're illegal. They're not allowed to be sold. No one is allowed to procure new sets of lawn darts. N- nor should they. They're if you try to put it, I'm not. If you try to put it up, if you try to put up on eBay, it'll get pulled immediately. That's because it's a knife. It's flying mega knife. Oh, okay, okay I'm sorry. Uh, so you walked into that one. Yeah, so. Uh, basically, that's that, that's where it is. Um, so starts off as a uh, a, a pub, d- seemingly innocuous pub dart game for the common people on their lawn. It was not. It ends did up not. flying mega knives, uh, and then it ends up being banned for the better part of thirty years. Yeah, I I have I have no problem uh, saying that at the when you introduce what jarts were. Yeah, uh, that had to be the outcome. There, there was. It is shit show spotlight after all. There, there's, there's just you can't have a knife that flies. <laughs> flying mega knife. Yeah, you were trying to get away from it, no. but I could feel you trying. Yeah, exactly. You can't you, get away from it. You can't. Have, like a flying mega knife, you, you can run, escape, <laughs> but you cannot hide. Right. 
Thanks so much, guys, uh, for joining us for this week's edition of Shit Show. Uh, if you want to get us uh, to cover a story, if you have a train wreck that you'd like uh, us to cover, please uh, send us an email to shitshow.au at jmail.com or uh, you can follow us on Facebook. Yep, absolutely. Uh, and I think that's us for the week. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Bye. Uh-huh.